Dan Simon, you sure you got a Shanghai shot, you? Like. Welcome back on out, everyone, to episode 10 of the Agreeable Casuals podcast. We are here at Double Digits back in the studio, and we would like to apologize to all of our faithful listeners, listeners out there for our little hiatus over the past few weeks. We recognize that we have been about as absent as Dylan Brooks following a postseason loss, <laughs> but we are thrilled to be back here in the studio talking about the city of Philadelphia and its potentially exaggerated levels of toxicity among its fan base. Peyton, would you like to um, introduce our guest today? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for the beautiful introduction and Dylan Brooks slander. We're all here for that. But yeah, I'd like to introduce our guest today, Devin. He is the biggest Philadelphia fan that I know of all sports, not just of basketball. But yeah, so today we'll ask him a few questions about some of the fan base's more questionable moments, and we'll see what he has to say about them. Yeah, guys, you know, pleasure to be here. Heard a lot about, you know, this podcast and just ready to go for it. Wait, what have you heard? Like, bad or good? Everything you've told me, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I found out about this, like, in March. Like, I went, I I got home from the airport, actually, from Philly, and, like, Peyton was, like, chilling, eating, like, minstrel soup in, like, the kitchen or something. He's like, yeah, I got a podcast recording today. I was like, what? (laughs) I don't think I, I think, like, our house, like, kind of found out, like, at the same time I found out, so. Oh, really? Yeah, no one knew, man. You're, you're just holding these things away from us. I, like, discovered, yes, you guys are, like, on episode 10 now. That's crazy. Yeah. Continuously growing in popularity, one might say. Yeah, yeah. Would one say that? <laughs> <laughs> so, as Peyton mentioned, we're going to be discussing some infamous incidents in the history of the city of Philadelphia and their fandom. I guess we could just jump right into it with the first one, which was, I guess this is just an overarching current event dating back years. The In the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium, there is a jail which has a judge and a court. Devin, what are your thoughts on this? So, yeah, actually, for context, this is Veterans Stadium, which is which used to be the Eagles Stadium. It got torn down around like the early 2000s because you know the Eagles play at the Lincoln uh the link now and Philly's obviously it's a multi-purpose stadium so Philly's obviously have their own stadium the Eagles have their own stadium but yeah I mean I don't really know what to say there was straight up a jail um, <laughs> there was a jail and a court and a judge who was specifically assigned you know like, imagine, like, yeah, like, you, you go on, like, LinkedIn, and, like, you're, like, a judge, right? But, like, no, a judge of just, like, a specific, like, stadium and, like, a sis- specific part of, like, the city. But, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, there was, there's no other way to put it, but, I mean, yeah, there's just the court there, man. Do you think that if you were to be arrested, would you prefer to be arrested there? Oh, I don't know. Like... I, I feel like, honestly, you know, I'll take my chances there. Like, <laughs> like, like low-key, like, how bad, like, I guess, like, if you're, if I had to be stuck in jail, at least I'd prefer to be stuck in jail with people I have, like, a similar interest or similar background with rather mm-hmm. than, like, getting a bunch of randoms with me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, there's not, like, a whole lot of information on, like, how big the jail was, um, but... All we know is that there was a jail. So take what you will from that information. 
Do we know if any other team or any other city has a similar um, situation? To be honest, I don't think so. I, I kind of like, I think like what they do now with like the, with at Lincoln Financial Field and Citizens Bank Park is they, they'll have like a holding area for like people who actually do commit crimes and in the state, I know, right? In the stadium right now, like <laughs> they will, they will probably just go to like a holding area or they'll like get kicked out of the stadium uh, straight up. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of wonder, like, just like how, like, the, how the the sustainability and like the mm-hmm. whole triple bottom line of like the jail was. Like, I guess they got rid of it because like you could just kick people out of the stadium or like yeah, have yeah, them that's like an escape. easier solution. I know, rather than just hosting like twenty people in the jail, <laughs> like in the middle of a football game out of all places. You know, there's a interesting caveat here. Some people are concerned about our current criminal justice system and how long it takes to get processed. Wow. wow. Yeah. Do you think maybe it would be of interest to commit crimes in the mm-hmm. within the stadium limits so that you could be processed more quickly? Yeah, that's a really good point. And you know, we kind of considered <laughs> like during the COVID 2020, I mean, they use Kin Financial Field as a voting center. And I mean, you know, it's obviously has experience it has the intangibles of being a you know it has you know it has the intangibles it has the intangibles to you know everything's there you know good good support system you know good like structure the intangibles to be a really good you know government building potentially but also you know as we know it it's already a very solid solid you know football stadium solid soccer stadium too but at the same time i don't see why not you know you could do a one-stop shop there, vote and get arrested <laughs> and get processed. All in one. All in one, man. So we'll go ahead and jump into our second story, <laughs> which is the idea that maybe they've scared Ben Simmons away from basketball. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was during his tenure with the Philadelphia 76ers that he essentially decided that he would be scared of shooting the ball. Do you think that you know, it was the Philly mindset that did that, or do you think that's a him problem? Okay, you guys, you guys are laughing like in the middle of this, so like I feel like I don't know, like you can't really blame like the Philly fans, like because at the end of the day, we were we were really patient, right? Like I think this whole this all kind of really started during the whole Rookie of the Year with like Donovan Mitchell and mm-hmm. like oh he he doesn't really count because like oh like. Yeah, and it started a whole meme of, like, oh, Ben Simmons is, like, rookie of the year every year, right? <laughs> like, it, that feels so long ago. We were so young back then, right? And, like, it it's, like, and then, like, it kind of just transforms into this whole, like, oh, like, he can't shoot the ball. And then, like, all this time, I feel like, truthfully, Philadelphia really backed him up, honestly. Mm. Like, mm. For the most, for the majority of his time here, people defended Ben Simmons because, like, and you know, orga- the organization defended him too, choosing him instead of Jimmy Butler after <laughs> Toronto. Yeah, pretty much. Like, True. yeah, like, well, and then obviously choosing Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler too. That's uh, another story. I mean, Tobias is no one's talking about play playoff Tobias, but he he had a good twenty five points um, against the Nets that one game. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other words, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the city, the city really wanted to embrace him. And it was just this interesting period because, you know, he was a part of the whole process. And I think the city really, like, wanted to love him. And then, you know, that, like, 
fateful incident, obviously, against Game 7 at home against the Hawks. Yeah, I actually... I actually was looking, doing research for this, and, like, I rem- I saw the picture. Like, there's that famous picture of, like, Ben Simmons. Like, you know, like, he, he's, like, he's got the wide open. He's, like, underneath the net, and, like, he's, like, passing it. Like, and Trey Young's just, like, staring at him. <laughs> and then, like, you know, this is, like, during, like, COVID, too. So, like, there's, like, limited fans. But, like, you can see, like, in the blurriness, like, Jalen Hurts, who is, like. That's right. He was there. He's literally there, and he's, like, literally staring at, like, Ben Simmons. And it's like this is before Jalen Hurts like becomes the MVP quarterback, and like you gotta be like he's gotta be looking at that, and he's gonna like you cannot like pull that crap like in this city, and like I think ever since that moment like people like were like okay he like you gotta go after that right game seven against the Hawks like you're the one seed and like that happens so I personally think the city was really patient with him uh, to answer your question I think that the city supported him and I think that. The reason why he's out of the league is, or not. Out of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There's too many like Twitter memes going on. Like uh, Ben Simon, you sure you got Shanghai Sha? You like? Just <laughs> speaking. Hey, this is the one reason why I still don't know Mandarin, man. Just to like. <laughs> just to like, just to, like, know like how to like say these things because I think it's important. I I think like you know Ben like just the whole saga was just like littered with like you know so much like so much potential to improve but you know patience eventually runs out in like a city like Philly and I think it ran out for people even though people were patient and people wanted to believe yeah that brings up um, another actually this is not the first time we've discussed Ben Simmons on this podcast can imagine our... won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, yeah I can only imagine. In our episode about that Kardashian curse, we talked about how Ben Simmons' problems may be attributed to his relationship with Kendall, and now we're discussing if it's attributed to Philly, but I think we need to realize the root of these problems is Ben Simmons himself. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Great conclusion. Devin, Devin Booker's fine, right? <laughs> like, Is he? <laughs> I don't know. Just like, wait till they get bounced. Yeah, that's true. But at least he can shoot a three-pointer or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of the fan base and their relation to Ben Simmons, I will point out that last March I was in the city of Philadelphia for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight oh, yeah? as UNC was playing there. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking into the stadium, there are these fans who are selling these T-shirts out front. It is, it's a black T-shirt and it has a picture of, <laughs> of some testicles on there mm. and the Ben Simmons' head his face mm. and it, on the top of the shirt it says quote dickhead <laughs> 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 so do, do you have a comment about that shirt um is it talk about toxicity or does it just display the passion that these fans have how would you interpret that it's both because <laughs> ben simmons is always going to be known it's very interesting in the same context as going back to football carson wentz for philly oh. and like you know, there's been a lot of successes with Ben Simmons, and obviously we are, you know, we, it was a time to be alive. Like, 2018 <laughs> for, like, Philadelphia was, like, 2016 for, like, hip-hop. Like, yeah, going back, like, just reminiscing, Eagles won a Super Bowl in 2018. Sixers make the playoffs for the first time in, like, over a decade. Meek Mill comes out of prison, flies <laughs> in a private chapter to game, like, three I against that. the Heat. It was insane, yeah, so... 
but there's a lot of positive memories associated with that. But at the same time, like the city is toxic and I think rightfully so because <laughs> I don't know, like I said, you give, you give the men like, you know, your full support and you know, it's, it's like full support, but at the same time, the pressure is on to improve. And, you know, I think Embiid took it well, like, you know, city was hard on him too a lot, That's but true. at the same time, like now he's the MVP of the league. Now it's he's true. yeah, and you know he continuously improves. Like, but yeah, I think that's. Well, I wouldn't wear that shirt. I <laughs> do commend anyone who would. <laughs> okay, so to jump into another example of where some may say that Philadelphia fans have gotten out of hand, I guess that's up for debate today. But the next example is a fan spreading ashes during the Eagles game. In the middle of the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, for context, what if your mom, like, I don't know, but, like, I know Peyton, like, you know, your mom's, like, last, like, you know, wish after, like, she passed away was to spread her ashes on a Clippers game. I mean, she's just not getting that wish. I'm sorry. Really? Like, you wouldn't, like, like, imagine, nah, like, you going, like, onto the, you know, court of, like, uh, crypto.com <laughs> arena and then, like... Kawhi Leonard's just staring you, staring at you from the bench. Is like you whip out like the jar and then like shake it all over the place. <laughs> what a picture to paint! I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, like okay, in this hypothetical situation, and I had to make it happen. I feel like maybe I'd bring like a smidgen, a smidgen, yeah, and then just like mm. drop it somewhere. Drop it, yeah, yeah. He went all. He did go all out. Um, he's probably banned from. This happened. This did not happen at Veterans Stadium. This actually happened at the link, so they couldn't like, <laughs> toss him into jail or anything. They just kicked him out. Which, um, missed opportunity. Such a missed opportunity. I know, right? Like, I'm just saying. I mean, if that was, you know, what his mom would have wanted, then you know, I feel like we can always understand. Mm-hmm. We love our moms, so you know, that's a good way to look at that. Okay. We can we can okay. justify that one. Yeah. Fine. This one might be a little harder to justify. This is the the poster child for. <laughs> Antics. This was a, I believe, a 21-year-old man at a Phillies game. A Phillies fan mm. vomited on a police officer's daughter, 11-year-old daughter, on purpose as he was being arrested. Is there any kind of defense you can come up with this? Yeah, I mean, I also, I, I gave you the context before we started, too. Like, he actually, like, the camera, like, he jammed his, like, freaking, like, finger down his throat to do it, too. So... Yeah, he, like, this is, like, if you want to look at, like, first degree, like, I don't know, first degree, like, throwing up or something, <laughs> like, he, like, this is, like, it's all, it, there's there's intentional balls. purpose to throw up, <laughs> intentional purpose, like, directed aim, like, all of that, like, you're looking, you're looking at, like, all of, like, those factors, and then, like, I don't really, to be honest, like, I don't have a good defense. I, like, went through all the mental gymnastics, and I was, like, <laughs> which one am I, like, not gonna seem like a jerk for um but what i will say like is that i think that the national media always is going to like use like philly fans as like a scapegoat and Mm -hmm. they're always going to like they're always going to look down on philly fans which i think Mm -hmm. it's really interesting because the title of that article is always worded as a police officer's daughter and like I feel like I'm not saying like oh like they're out to get us as always but I'm like you know like 
why is the context of a police officer's daughter important? Why can they just say he threw up on like a little girl? Or <laughs> right? Like you're right. That's so much better. Because like well, it's not, <laughs> it's not better. But it's like they just want they just want to like pile it on with like oh they like they're disrespecting like make it as bad as they can. They make it bad as they can. And this dude, it's not like he was on the job. He was off duty. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I knew it was like, gonna be a sketchy like defense, but like I, I'm not defending it. I guess I am we could just chalk it up to like an in- isolated incident. Yeah, yeah everyone like, has. I their think bad apples. Everyone has I was bad literally apples. Literally gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a few bad apples, right? There's always a few bad apples. Yes, we can agree on that. Do you want to take the next one, Peyton? Yeah, absolutely. So, next, I just. <laughs> the, there's been a fan. At, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, who ate horse poop. And I just wanted to know your thoughts on this. <laughs> Necess- you may not necessarily have hurt anybody, but it hurt me to watch. Or to <laughs> it, it hurt you to watch, like, to witness that? Yeah. Oh, man, you really, you, you had to do your research, so you had to, like, actually watch the video of him doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the funny part is I, what I remember from the comments is, like, everyone's like, yeah, horses are so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I guess in Philly, yeah, there are like a bunch of like police horsemen around. Like, oh, really? Yeah. So, um, I don't really know. I guess like they just leave this. Yeah, they just and yeah. But actually, I did some research behind this too, and it seems like we're not the only ones who've done this before. Actually, Cavalier, there's a Cavalier fan who did it in 2016 after they won the NBA championship. Wow, what a this development. This is a plot twist. Yeah, it's, and like, I don't know, maybe it's just... Normalized behavior? Normalized behavior, but the common theme is that both of these franchises were heavily starved of, like, championships mm. prior. And I guess it just really, like, it leaves you... You know, craving for something just bigger than a championship. <laughs> 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 and, like, it, it leaves you, like, I don't know, like, just hungry. Just, like, I mean, <laughs> the saying in Philly is that, you know, hungry dogs run faster. And, you know, like, <laughs> by any means necessary. This is a good point. Maybe as Thunder and Clippers fans, we don't know what it's like to experience a championship. And we have no right to judge here. Yeah. Maybe just, like, one day when, like, I don't know, Chet Holmgren, like, takes you guys to, like, the finals or something and overwhelmingly have, like, the desire to, like, eat, like, horse manure and, like, you just can't get it out of your mind. And I'm not, I don't think it happened to me because, like, I don't know, like, just, like. You personally. Me personally, I wouldn't do that. But (laughs) Good to know. Yeah. Honestly, that's not the worst. And, you know, it's not the worst thing. Like, if someone wants to eat horse poop, like. That's fine with me. Like, okay, like I'm not gonna watch. I'll slightly judge, but it's like not. I don't think that's worthy of giving. You know, the whole Philly fans are toxic thing. It's just mm-hmm. this Philly fan ate horse poop, and <laughs> we we have to live with the consequences of that in this world. I think this is interesting because these last three have all been isolated incidents among individuals, but this next one seems like it was more of a group activity. Mm. When Santa Claus got pelted with snowballs, um, I believe, was it an Eagles game or a Phillies game? It was an Eagles game. Eagles game. Would you like to provide a defense for this situation? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely, I can provide context because I think, yeah, when you when you context look at it, very context is necessary. And when you kind of look at it like, oh, like, Oh, they threw they threw Santa they, they threw <laughs> snowballs at Santa Claus. Like, of course it sounds bad, 
But like the context is, it's actually it's kind of funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, so tell us why he deserved it, please. Okay. Yeah. So context is, the Eagles are you know it's a snowy game obviously with the snowballs. Um, the Eagles are the worst team in the NFL um, at this point and. They are in the running for pretty much the Wen Binyama of, you know, the NFL draft, who at the time is O.J. Simpson. <laughs> so, no um, way. You know, and removing, you know, <laughs> it was, um, it's at the end of the day, like, you know, this dude's like pretty much Wen Binyama for like, you know, 1960s football, which is mm-hmm. like mash your head against a bunch of other heads. And it's like, you know, this, and the whole point is like, oh, the Eagles had, a, you know, they had the shot at like getting him. But typical Philly fashion, they go ahead and win their last two games of the year and pretty much put themselves out of, like, you know, Wembenyama range. And, like, so this is, like, halftime at the middle of, like, you know, a game they're winning in. And, like, people are pissed off because, like, you know, like, they're not winning, like, in a great fashion. They're kind of, like, they're, they're literally getting themselves out of the draft lottery. And, like, and like you know, so all of a sudden, like uh, they were like you know halftime show. Like people in the stadium were like, "Oh shoot, we need like we don't have any halftime entertainment." Like everyone's pissed off, and so they get this like one like they find this like one like drunk teenager like out of a stance, and they like dress him up as like Santa Claus, and like this mm. dude like he like clearly does not look like a good Santa, and so people obviously people in Philly are pissed, man. It's like snowing. You're winning a game you shouldn't be winning, like, and you trot out like this lazy ah like halftime show with like guy who clearly does not look like santa claus so obviously they started chucking snowballs and i think that that's not like a first thing that i think like you guys have seen like bill's games like obviously they play in buffalo but they had a whole like huge thing like this year where they they were actually chucking snowballs at like the players in the middle <laughs> of the game like like because like all the stands are like close to the end zone like they like you know whenever they threw a ball there like you'd see like a hundred snowballs just like fly towards the players there but going back to the topic um i think it's perfectly justifiable because you know Philly people in Philly will call you out on your BS mm. and they will they're very truthful even though they can be really harsh to that you know particular you know fan in particular I think you know he he ended up living you know a very long lasting life you know really welcomed at a lot of Philly sporting events at the end and honestly yeah I think people were harsh but at the same time like they still loved the Eagles they still you know loved the city and that's why they did it that is a great defense. I think I'm on board with that one now. Yeah, I think I am too. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I feel like I would be pretty upset yeah. if like my team was supposed yeah. to be tanking and then they won yeah. the last game. And then they thrown out a drunk teenager to be Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like I would throw. Yeah, imagine you could get like, you know, Wen Binyama, but then you're like, I don't know, stuck with like Brandon Miller or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be rough. So next, we'll talk about an NBA example. Actually, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll combine two for this one. So there's the fan who double flips off Russell Westbrook. They're, these are like iconic yeah, moments. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Isaiah <laughs> Thomas fan who just wanted a Frosty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are derogative and very, very derogative. I mean, at the same time, though, like, is that, like, really, like, the worst thing that's happened? Like, I think, like looking at the Russell Westbrook thing, like, 
Is that like the worst thing like Russ has probably experienced? Definitely like, not. His, his reaction is just literally like confusion yeah. more than it is actual like offense. Like I think Russ has probably like gotten more crap at like Utah, which I remember definitely. that was a big thing, right? Like, yes. You know, and that's never okay to be racist. You can definitely throw snowballs and like batteries at people, but <laughs> being being racist is definitely not a good thing. I've got the clip. To confront some fans, Isaiah was ejected from the game. Here he is at his locker after the game explaining what happened. When I missed the first free throw and made the second, I'm running back and the fan has both of his middle fingers up and said three times. I say don't be disrespectful. That calm. Be a man. I'm, I'm a man before anything and be a fan. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a Frosty. Because if you miss two free throws, I guess the fans get a Frosty. So that's what happened when I walked back. I got to be honest, I had never seen the full clip of that. I've only seen the, like, the five-second, I'm sorry, I just wanted a Frosty. I had not seen the explanation leading up, but that is gold. Yeah. I mean, he's absolutely right, though. You know, if, the fa- if he does miss two free throws... The fans do get frosties, um, and that's probably, you know, that's objectively correct. So nothing to say about that part. But I guess the context of him getting, you know, yelled derogatory terms at the end of the day, like, like I said, it all goes back to Philly's harsh, and the people know what they want. They'll express what they want, and you know, they like. I mean, Isaiah Thomas should know. Like, I guess, like that man like you know being in that situation man people want frosties <laughs> it's yeah. like you know it's like you know how the unc crowd goes wild for like you know like the five like white guys who like are on the bench the entire time but they're like all biscuit boys that's and, like, right everyone's like True. yeah and there's no mercy you know when it comes to like getting free food like at all and i think unfortunately though like we don't get frosties anymore we get free chicken uh nuggets from chick-fil-a so I don't know. I guess that's another like trade-off conversation we could have. But <laughs> conclusion overall is that it's a harsh city, but I don't think that makes it toxic. Right. And like you said, the Utah thing was way worse. I think these athletes hear a lot worse and a lot more. I think this is kind of a common thing mm-hmm. to get cursed out by fans and get middle fingers. So maybe just because it was Philly, it was more publicized. And because the exactly. Isaiah Thomas quote is hilarious. Yeah. But I do feel like this is something that probably happens everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it reminds me of that saying, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Mm. So. What could you say, Devin, about Philly fans booing the first ever <laughs> hand transplant? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the context behind that is... Um, the guy is the first person in the U.S. to ever receive a hand transplant, and mm-hmm. he uses such hand, said hand to throw the first pitch out during the Phillies game. <laughs> and inevitably, when his pitch isn't, you know, and this doesn't happen to people with hand transplants specifically. This happens to a lot of people. There's a lot of embarrassing first pitches, like, you sure. know, 50 Cent, like, through his, like, into the crowd, and then, like, you know, every now and then you'll get an awesome, like, first pitch, and it'll be, like, really cool. But I actually, yeah, Peyton, when I Peyton sent me the list, I, I actually had to, like, look this up because, you know, I didn't even know this happened. But I think the other thing that I will say is that because Philly fans are harsh, I think that makes things like booing and jeering, like, 
and cheering or and you know it makes those things like it's kind of like a different like language because i think booing is not something people do because they hate you booing is something that we know that like we know what you're capable of (laughs) and you know we want you to you know succeed and we like love you so much that like you know in a way that like I'm not saying anything's dis- I'm not saying his effort was disappointing. <laughs> but I'm just saying that like I'm say- <laughs> I'm just I'm saying that like from the context of people like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, these are people who like really care and like, you know, they really care about, you know, the percent like you know, just giving it your all on the plate. And like I think it's also a lot of the athletes here like you know, they take it with, you know, tough skin because at the end of the day, you know, they know that the fans are going to, like, boo, like, you know, at the earliest, like, sense of, like, negativity in this world. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, at the end of the day, it's just part of, like, honestly, we they Philly fans boo at everything. And, like, <laughs> I mean, they'll, like, they'll give you crap for anything because that's just how people in Philly are. But I think that, oh, moreover, shows the passion because I wouldn't want, like, I don't know, to throw out the first pitch and then be met with, like, complete silence, as it is probably in, you know, Charlotte baseball games, which (laughs) I know they don't have a baseball team, so. (laughs) But I think it's important to keep in mind that people care. That's a great point. I think what I'm getting at for your overarching argument here is that the media and a lot of us in general are confusing toxicity with passion. And that they're kind of equating the two, mm-hmm. but you're saying they're different and that Philly fans are passionate, but not toxic. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And, you know, the context behind that, if I could, you know, go on a little longer, is that, like, bec- like you know, I feel like going to, like, Eagles games, too, in my life, and those have been awesome experiences. But the people you meet, like, those people have been not just Philly fans individually. It's like a family thing. Like, mm-hmm. that gets passed down from generation to generation. And, like, you see, like, you see the bloodlines. Like, I don't know. Like, let me take, like, the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, literally, like, no one here is, like, oh, yeah, my grandfather was, like, a Carolina, big Carolina Hurricanes fan. Like, we we used to watch the Carolina Hurricanes on the telly every night. Because, like. (laughs) On the telly. No, and, like, everyone everyone here is just, like, oh, yeah. When they became good in, like, 2016, I I, I started to, like, pay attention to them more. And, Mm -hmm. but. You you get when you come to Philly, like you know, like the fact that there was people to throw Santa, uh, throw snowballs at Santa Claus during you know probably one of the worst losing season, like tells you a lot. Like these people are like giving up time, like money to be you know at sport events that you know overall won't really have an effect on society as a whole. But at the same time, it matters a lot, and it yeah. matters a lot to them. No, absolutely. So now we'll do a segment that we always like to do when we're being convinced as the agreeable casuals. So <laughs> we want to discuss today, are we convinced? Has Devin made points that lead us to believe that Philly is not the most toxic fan base? Brayden, are you convinced? I feel like he made some really good points as we went through these individual circumstances, a lot of them being one-time incidents among individuals, a lot of them being explained by the context. So to a degree, yes, I have been convinced. I think uh, Philly gets a worse rep than it deserves. I yeah. think we, like we were talking about earlier, they're passionate more so than toxic. Mm-hmm. Would, what would you say? Yeah, I would say I completely agree. Like, you know, 100 out of 100 here. Just because uh, some of these things definitely seem 
deserved. Like the man vomiting on the police <laughs> officer's daughter. Like. <laughs> the real question to ask is why was that little girl standing there? Yeah, see, uh, see, those are the questions we need to be asking. <laughs> yeah, and then like throwing the snowballs at Santa, like they're who, justified. Yeah, who justified uh, or who allowed a teenager who was drunk to go out and dressed as Santa? Who let that happen? Mm. But yeah, so I think uh, I could really see myself. Enabling a lot of the mentality described here, such as eating horse poop after <laughs> winning a championship. You guys, you guys have been starved for championships, man. You never know. Yeah, exactly. It's true. I might just act up. You might just act up. But yeah, I would say I'm convinced. Awesome. Well, Devin, before we let you go, this is something we do with all of our guests who come on. This can be about anything sports-related, non-sports-related, anything in the world. What is your hottest take that you would like to leave us with? <laughs> I like I low key like wow uh so the hot take I came up with this like morning like just completely not even sports related like it pissed off my friends it like low key kind of pisses me off that I <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like low key like debating if I like like should say it. like I think when I think of hot take I think ninety percent like joking ten percent serious like dead serious. Uh huh. Mm. So, like you know, like it's like the J building this up. Yeah, He's gonna the, say J, something the J insane. Cole bar, like you know, every tr- every joke has a bit of truthfulness to it. That's right. <laughs> I, I say that a lot. Yeah. So, I think the hot take I said this morning was, I think studying abroad in like London shouldn't count as studying abroad. And, like, respectfully, that's a great, like, cultural experience. But at the same time, like, recognizing, like, bro, London is just, like, old America, man. It's not, like, I don't know if it, like, qualifies as studying abroad because it's not exactly, like, you know, pushing. Like, maybe you you could have, like, a personal, like, journey through, Mm -hmm. like, London. I would call that, yeah, study abroad. But just going to, like, London is just, like, it's just, like, being in, like, a different alternative reality of the u.s or they like i don't know maybe maybe that'll hurt your uh, your uh england audience but <laughs> i just feel like i have to say that all of our england listeners i'm so sorry <laughs> that is not where i saw that going but i appreciate it no that was a great hot that day. was a good one uh, thank you Okay, well, thank you so much to everyone for joining in on today's episode of the Agreeable Casuals podcast, where if you can't convince us... You can't convince anyone. Take care, everyone. I'm sick to my stomach. Now I see why Ben ain't want to play for you. You should thank that Celtic super team for saving you. You ain't bring up Rita Bass, you only go with vets. At this point, I'd rather roll with Brett.